Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Digital Podcast. I'm Ian Broom and as always, or mostly, I'm joined by directors Chris Diamond and Mel Kanarek. Hello. Hello. I'm gutted I missed the 50th. Yes. Yeah, that was bad timing on your part. Um, This is, uh, as always, recorded in the uh, Rebel Base Media podcasting studio at Sheffield Technology Pogs. You can hire it yourself if you want to. It's a dedicated podcasting studio for the city. And I presume they have people who aren't from the city as well. It'd be not, not very good business sense to to just do that. Uh, you can pay for their production help and they have a, a podcast hosting service called Captivate, which, which is what we use for um, for this very podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is the, uh, this is the newsy episode. So this is where we go through the latest news events and other exciting information tidbits. From the uh, from the community, I. It's what? very exciting. Honest, we <laughs> promise it it's exciting. <laughs> We're going to start with an announcement. It's always good. See, if, if there's an announcement, it's exciting. That's what I think. We need a fanfare. Yeah, can you edit a fanfare in, please? I can. It's coming right now. <laughs> <laughs> Placeholder. The showcase number six has been uh, has been prepared, ready, and uh, do you have a date, Chris? Yes, we do. Nineteenth uh, of this month, so not that far away. Um, yeah, this is March twenty twenty. Yes, nineteenth of Thursday, nineteenth of March twenty twenty, at the workstation uh, from five thirty. First guest on at six. Okay, and for as those per usual. For those that don't know, the showcase is kind of an interview type format. Where yeah, it's, you- a, it's a talk showy type format. Um, so the, the showcase is, is there to, to showcase stuff that gets built and made here in our tech industry. Um, so from, you know, all across the stack, from hardware to content. Um, and every three months, we invite five companies or teams or individuals to come and join us on stage. Usually join me on stage and I interview them, um, although I'm going to be away this time. So we've... Uh, very kindly, Liz Nat, who's a senior project manager at uh, Hive IT, has uh, agreed to step in and be the host. So she's going to be in doing the interviews. Um, and we ask, yeah, five companies, products, development teams uh, to come and show something that they've done. Uh, that's something that they've built or delivered in the last sort of three or six months. Um, and they do so through the aid of five slides. So we ask them to prepare five five slides, um, which are either still images or short videos showing the thing that they've made. Um, and Liz will interview them for about 10 minutes about what it is in front of a live audience. Um, and who have we got? For- so, yeah, so we have, so four out of the five have confirmed. Um, so uh, Starling Technologies is the first one. So that's um, Sam, who is supposed to be on the December uh, showcase, so the winter showcase, um, but he very kindly stepped aside to allow the UTC's um, uh, robot uh, com- competitive robotics team uh, to come because they were uh, it, it coincided with other teams being out in Shanghai for the for the global finals of WER, uh, and there was an opportunity to get the um, the WEX the VEX, oh, sorry, uh, VEX, VEX Robotics team on stage to showcase their new robot and to set up their competition. Um, so Sam, uh, d- you know, agreed to be pushed to the spring one. So he's going to be talking about his company, um, Starling, which um, is essentially a, a kind of automation and document management system for manufacturing companies. 
Uh, we've also got Rebel Based Media, so our podcasting people here, uh, who are at the moment, I think most of them are in either California or New York. Um, you know, they've got a whole technology suite around podcasting that they they've developed and uh, and are finding partners for in the US, which is quite exciting. So we want them to come and talk about that. Uh, so the Captivate is one, but also um, productivity. Productivity, yeah. Yeah, which is a kind of an interaction framework for, for podcasts. Uh, we've also got Switch Stance and they're partnered with a, a company called Apsi to create uh, a new um, kind of geo promotions app uh, called Geo, a geolocated promotions app. So they're coming to showcase that. Um, and we've got um, iMoves, uh, so hopefully Imogen from iMoves is going to come and talk about their platform. Um, so that's a uh, sort of an edtech pl- platform um, showing teachers or allowing teachers to um, provide education through physical activity, um, dance and movement in in classrooms. And then we're also hoping to get um, Hydra um, on as well, who just won an award for their Be Kind website and online platform, which is um, a set of information about how to um, improve your garden um, so that it's, uh, you know, more conducive to supporting bee populations. Marvellous. And reminders of the date again? Uh, Thursday the 16th, no, Thursday the 19th of March. Great. Tickets available now? Yep. Great. Eventbrite. Next, we have some recent posts from the website. So there's uh, been a glut of uh, interesting and informative blog posts on the site. So let's go through them. Yeah, and it just occurred to me that there are probably people who listen to the podcast who don't receive the newsletter or who don't look at the website, um, Mm. which is fine if that's your choice. Fine. Although I think you're (laughs) you're missing out on great information. But there are a few things that got posted recently that we'd really like to highlight. First of all, um, Three Squared, tech company in the city who do a lot of work in the rail sector, are um, collaborating to host an event that is um, around, it's kind of similar to what's been going on with manufacturing. So it's to bring industry and the digital sector together to look at ways that they can innovate together, create new products and services. And this has started to work quite well with manufacturing. And the rail industry is just as big and important and impressive. And we've got HS2 and whatnot going on. And we've got the High Speed Rail rail College in Doncaster. So there is quite a lot of rail industry around and about. So this is a great opportunity for digital companies in the city and and around about Mm. to just come and learn about what sort of problems does the rail industry have? What kind of things are they trying to solve? Yeah, I think Three Squared have opened up this market and it's actually bigger than they have the resource currently to fulfil. Yeah. Um, yeah, Even though they're expanding and just moved into, you know, a whole floor of Fountain Precinct, um, I think they're looking for other tech companies that can part they can partner with to s- fulfil some of the opportunity they've unlocked. So there's real opportunity there. Mm. So we wanted to make sure people knew about that. Um, so if you're interested in it, the details are on the website. There's a blog post all about it and registration. We've also seen a couple of really nice news stories about... Um, Young people and computing. Mm. So the um, David and Jane Richards Family Foundation teamed up with Pimeroni and um, 
put some Raspberry Pis into schools and that's doing some really fantastic stuff. It's I know Raspberry Pis have been around for a while, but an awful lot of schools still don't have access to them or, or using them. And in this case, they're really looking at collecting and processing data. Yeah, so this is about the, the um, David and um, Jane Richards Family Foundation creating curricula around data science, so teaching data science in schools using the ability to collect data and, and analyse and visualise it, which I think is really exciting. I yeah. think actually, you know, it's a different way of teaching computing. Yeah. And then um, I was also very pleased to see this because it's Sheffield Girls Junior School. So this is a, a the primary school part of the of the Girls High. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been chosen as the first national robotics hub for primary school children. And this is connected to the WER yeah. robotics that we've heard about before and, yeah. and that the Melissa Butts. Melissa Butts. And, and so this takes that work that's been going on in the secondary sector yeah. and pushes it down into the primary sector. Um, and the fact that it's with a, a girls' school is, you know, extra special. So that's that's really good. Um, and then kind of on a different side of things, changing angles here, mm. um, there's also a blog post about a new project that's been set up to help tech startups with legal support. And this is from a legal firm, CMS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if so, if you are a tech startup and think you might need some legal support or don't know what kind of legal support you might need, uh, pop to the website and check out that post as well. Yeah, it's called Equip North and the IP in Equip is capitalised. So you can get a sense of the kind of legal support that, that is being offered here around intellectual property protection, amongst other things, of course. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. And the Sheffield Digital Festival, plans are coming along nicely, Mel? Plans are coming along really nicely. I had hoped that I could make some big ta-da announcements today, but it, they're probably going to be officially made next week, but I didn't want to jump the gun on the podcast. But anyway, there there's some very exciting stuff going on, some good announcements coming. Um, but I wanted to put a call out now for sponsorship. We've had some really good success in getting sponsors on board, but there are still opportunities, particularly around sponsoring either the opening event on the first evening or the main event on the final day on the Thursday. So if you're out there and want to support the festival in some way and you'd like to get some information about sponsorship or you've got an idea of something that you'd like to support, please get in touch with me. That would be fantastic. And what sort of company would sponsor such a thing? Are we looking sort of huge, gigantic companies, medium-sized businesses or plucky teams of five? What kind of, <laughs> are, there, are there multiple, are there multiple levels to the sponsorship? There are um, some plucky teams of five with a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I would say that um, we're not talking about ridiculous amounts of money but we are talking about in the thousands um because we want to do it right so but at the same time when we're, we're not going to turn anybody oh god i was so really desperate um we're not going to turn people away if they want to be to have profile in terms of supporting the festival we can find a way to make that work but it is those two particular things that at the moment we don't have a particular company or organization associated as being either we are the main sponsors of the opening event or the main event. Um, so, yeah, come and talk to me. We'll make something happen. We turn to Look North now. That's, that's a nice change. <laughs> so BBC Look North, everyone's favourite evening time news channel or programme. Uh, Slanted Theory were on there. 
What were they doing on there? Yeah, so so <laughs> th- this was really interesting because um, as far as – I'm not exactly sure how it came about, but – I might the, have something when it was being recorded. Yeah. Okay, we'll jump in there, Chris, because maybe you can unravel the mystery. Oh, well, no. So so it's about the relation, the, the collaboration between the Urban Flows Observatory and Slanted Theory. Ah, right. you're, so you're you're halfway into the story. Oh, sorry. So the, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> you can tell we don't get a chance to discuss this before we record. Um, the date that it was being, that the piece was recorded on was International Women in Science Day. So the, it was supposed to be about um, a piece about women in science and encouraging more women to get into science and therefore a profile of Laura Smith, who's one of the co-founders of Slanted Theory, because she's a woman in science. Um, it became instead an, a piece about the collaboration between Slanted Theory and the Urban Flows Observatory, Observatory and the way that Urban Flows were using slanted theories vr visualization to visualize air quality data mm-hmm. in the city so that that's what i know the origin of a little bit yeah um <laughs> and the tv program it it was one of those classic things where whenever you get involved with tv news they do they're there for like an hour and a half and they do masses and masses of filming and they interview you and they ask loads of questions and then they condense it down into this three minute piece and pick a quote that's completely disconnected from everything else. (laughs) But I do think that the slanted theories technology and the work that Urban Flows are doing came across incredibly well. And the reporter who was, you know, in his VR headset who'd never used a VR headset before, his reaction to his experience of it was just, well, it was very entertaining, but it also just went to show how powerful that way of interacting with data can be, that even somebody who was completely fresh to it, he he got the hang of it straight away and he understood what that would allow him to do in terms of understanding the data. Yeah. Yes, and making something that is invisible, like, you know, air quality, you know, literally visible around you and interactable yeah yeah um i i I love the fact that they're working together i have to say like you know the urban flows that what they're building and the the data that they're collecting is you know amazing and you know to have slanted theory who is such kind of at the forefront of how to visualize data using virtual reality i mean we had them on the showcase Mm -hmm. last year um and i remember talking about them to uh, Martin Mayfield and people at the Urban Flows um, almost a year ago now, I think, as the kind of company that they might consider partnering with to visualise all the data that they've got. So the fact that that's actually come about, I think is brilliant. So that's, that's really good because that's one example of how the showcase has led to something hmm. really positive. And we also got a message earlier this week yeah, we did. from um, Joe at Elements Technology mm-hmm. to say that he'd been at the showcase where Dom Barter. Dom Barter. Yeah, so Dom Dom and Joe were both on the same guest bill for the autumn showcase yeah. in September, I think it was. And and as a result, Dom, who is now working at Elements while he's doing his degree. That's right, yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Dom's just joined computer science um at uh, Sheffield University as an undergraduate and uh, Joe pretty much signed him up on the spot yeah. after the showcase and now he's actually started working a day a week for Elements. So 
So that just just a lovely story of, of yeah. how powerful those connections can be. Yeah, so he's gonna that's gonna kind of go towards his fees, <laughs> pay his way to university that way. But I think Joe's very pleased about it, and it was really nice that he let us know um, via email that that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Last time we spoke, Mel, it was just me and you, and we talked about the community manager role at Sheffield Digital that was available, a freelance role. Uh, we talked a little bit about what the role entailed and you can tell us now that that person has been appointed. Yes, I'm absolutely delighted to say we found someone who I think is going to be just perfect for the role. Um, we'll be doing a proper announcement next week, so I'm not going to give too much away, but uh, I hope that everybody will make this person very welcome and get in touch with them and talk about what they'd like to see from our community manager, bearing in mind that it is, like everything else, a very part-time, very freelance roles. So we're all you know, mindful of not over-committing in terms of what people can do. And rem- remind us briefly again, the type of role that this person will have, what the kind of things that they'll practically do that'll be visible to people who might be listening to this? Well, um, the, one of the first things we want to do is get another Meta Meetup organised because we want to do more to support all the people who are organising meetups and to share what people are learning and and how what their successes are and how they're meeting various challenges. So there'll be that. Um, that the person will probably start visiting a few meetups as well, just to build connections and get known and become a familiar face, and um, engage more on Slack, particularly with our freelance community members and individual community members just to make sure that their ideas and and needs are being heard and responded to. Um, Because as we discussed last time, Ian, Chris and I quite naturally get pulled towards working with the big organisations and the larger companies. And and that's sort of the way that Sheffield Digital is involved. But we, we know, we believe very firmly that we are a community organisation and therefore we need to have that good connection to the community and that's why we've created that additional post. Yeah, and essentially, you know, we, we, we should be we should be taking membership fees from companies and our corporate partners and um, figuring out ways to return that as value to the community mm-hmm. um, and not just work in economic development on behalf of, of companies. Um, that's always what we've tried to do, but I think we need to make that more formal and make it you know, more visible how that money is being spent and what on. Yeah. And as I mentioned last time, we don't have all the answers. So we want people to be talking to us and talking to this new community manager about how we can return that value, about what would be valuable. Um, so we hope that there'll be lots of, of positive and constructive engagement around that. And that person's going to be looking after the open tech calendar too? Um, so not necessarily looking after it, um, but certainly you know part of its development. So there's a kind of community of open source developers and and uh, people that are um, we're we're trying to develop it in a particular direction. So you know technically, but also in terms of its content and its and uh, where it's located. Um, you know, as more than just um, an open repository of event data, but also um, as a way of connecting. Um, meet up tech meetup organizers together and allowing them to share information and providing some best practice on how that how to run their events how to make them more inclusive how to you know how to you know 
work out a sponsorship agreement, for example, how to deal with recruit recruiters, you know, all of those things, you know, how to, you know, how to use a code of conduct or all of these kind of skills and information that we, that we know we have and that we've, has been discussed at meta meetups before. And, you know, all of us that run meetups are kind of, you know, we're aware of um, just putting all that into one place that is like a national and global repository of, of how to run a good tech meetup. So that's kind of what our vision was when we took over the open tech calendar. It wasn't just to keep it running as a piece of um, data infrastructure around events, but to actually make it a proper community of people that run tech meetup events and allow them to share information with each other. So we'd hope that the community manager would also be part of that. Great. There's a good chance that if you are listening to this, that you might be able to read all about this person on the on the Sheffield Digital blog by now. But who knows? Who knows when this is going to get published? If, if you're listening to this and, and you are the new community manager. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> We're so glad to have yeah. you. <laughs> there are a number of workspaces opening in Sheffield, um, or the three anyway, that's on the list here, <laughs> uh, which is a number. Three is a number. So three is a number. Nine. It's a magic uh, number. It is. 32 Air Street. Uh, I've just got in the notes here, did Chris go? And no. now I just really, I really want to know. <laughs> no, I didn't go. No, right. n- neither do I. I no. feel bad about that. Yeah, it just happened before on a yeah. bad day. I heard that uh, it was a very jolly event and everyone got little miniature bottles of Henderson's Relish to take away, which I thought showed good uh, tapping into the Sheffield zeitgeist. Classic. There. Yes. Um, but it is, I, I mean, I had... I had a tour of 32 Air Street while they were still doing it up and it is a very nice space and I expect now that they've the, the doing upness is completed uh, that it's worth popping in and having a look at. Is um, it a tech space or is it anyone can... It's it's not exclusively tech. Okay. So it's just a co-working office okay. space mm-hmm. but it, it is gorgeous in there. Um, yeah, we're, we're hoping... Um hoping to take the showcase to some other venues as well um, later this year. So 32 Air Street is one of the ones that's on our list. Yes. <laughs> Look out, we're coming to. for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've also heard on the grapevine that work is now actually underway to renovate 38 Carver Street <laughs> um, so that it would open in the autumn. And it's supposed to have a roof bar. Yeah which would be very cool. Designs are looking pretty funky. Yeah. Where's, where's Carver Street, remind me? Uh, it's kind of, if you go up Division Street and oh, yeah. turn left, so it's... Flares, where Flares was. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the street that the original Gremlin graphics were on. Was it oh. Just Micro, the little computer shop in the 1980s? Wow. It's a famous road in the tech industry in Sheffield. It's well, where the games go. industry in Sheffield started, Carver Street. <laughs> also, maybe flares. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite it's quite funny, actually. I mean, funny. Um, interesting that that building, because I think it was the NHS building, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Um, it's, a, it's a really nice building. You, you'll, if you, you know, if you go down there, you'll see it, know it. It's a big glass and steel. It's got a huge building, atrium. Huge atrium it? Yeah. in it. Yeah. But it was, it was one of the buildings that was kind of in the running to be what is now Collider at Castle House. So, you know, going back three years ago, at least it was one of the buildings that we looked at to see whether there was potential to, to convert it into a technology hub, you know, um, before Collider, got the contract to do that at Castle House. And interestingly enough, it was the two main candidates at the time, apart from Castle House, um, were 
the Carver Street building and Westfield House that Westfield Health were just moving out of. And now Westfield, that Westfield building on Division Street that's been empty for ages is now going to be the home of Jet 2 who are moving out of Acero. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yes. Oh, well, there you go. So they're expanding, Jet 2 are expanding. We know how to spot them. Yes. (laughs) Although I should say the we is not just Chris and I, it's the the community really. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, and this will very much appeal to Ian, there is a new co-working slash office place near Encliffe Park called Shed 11. Is it? Well, shed number one is the real shed. Yes, it is. There can, can there be only one shed? I don't know where the other nine are. But... Or the original shed. <laughs> Ten more than you. But um, I haven't been there, but I had a look on their website and it looks very nice and Good. lots of wood and trendy and, and those sorts of things. I need to go, and, need to go and add it to the map. You do. Tell us about the map, Chris. <laughs> Good segue. Lovely segue. I know. Yeah. Segwayed in like a man that? on a two-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We've been threatening a map for a long time, haven't we? Um, we used to have a map. Um, and on the website, on the by website. the way, folks. Yes, not just, just like hanging around in the back map. pocket or something. No, an ecosystem map, a map of uh, kind of all the tech companies and, and hangouts and co-working spaces and other assets that form part of the digital ecosystem in Sheffield. Um, and... When we first set the website up, we had a we had a map which was a kind of flat two D map, um, and it was okay. Um, but then we we wanted to upgrade that map. The company that provide that the sort of mapping um, software, um, it's OpenStreetMap underneath. But they they brought out a new version. They stopped doing the free version. Uh, we then got sponsorship from Dot Chef, um, so Mark Gallon at the council. Um, who bought us a license and we've spent quite a long time basically renovating the map um, not and, and the data and where the data comes from because, of course, we don't want to be maintaining lots of data in multiple places. We want it to be up to date. So um, we, have a, we have a CRM that we use um, that, um, where we you know, try and create uh, records for all of the companies that we interact with um, across Sheffield um, and uh, we've been basically cleaning all of that data, making sure it's up to date. And then we've written a set of, or Saul Cousins has, has written some some synchronization scripts so that uh, when we update things in our CRM, we can sync it across to the map. Um, it's actually two-way because um, the things like location, longitude and latitude are easier to pinpoint on the map than they are by restoring long lat numbers in the CRM. So we synchronize the location one way and then all of the company data the other way. Um, and now we have, we've put it live, we kind of soft launched it. So this is probably the first time that people are really, we're announcing the fact that there is now a map. So sheffield.digital slash map, um, or choose map from the, from the navigation. Um, and you'll see as many assets as we currently have. Uh, if you're, if your company or your co-working space or you spot something that isn't there and should be there, just email us at info at sheffield.digital. If you spot something that is wrong that we need to change, do the same. Um, we're still, we've got, I've, we've still got a backlog of maybe you know, close to 200 assets to go through and just verify and check over. So, you know, we're adding new things to the map um, pretty regularly now. Um, and We've got a whole, you know, we've got things in lots of different categories. Um, 
so that category list is probably going to expand as well. I mean, one of the things that we're we're doing, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, is that um, we're working on uh, uh, the potential to create a national centre for edtech in Sheffield. Part of that project is to map the learning technology assets um, in Sheffield and across the region. We're adding that data to the map as well. So there's a section for digital learning, uh, the digital learning cluster. Um, obviously, the the work that we did last year that resulted in this sort of four pillar view of the digital uh, industry um, in Sheffield, um, you know, covered other market verticals as well as ed tech. So there was creative and cultural tech and mobility and movement tech and advanced manufacturing tech. We want to create similar clusters on the map around those as well. So we can get a good view of what all of the assets are, but not all of those assets are companies. Obviously some of them are, you know, research institutes at the universities, um, support agencies, all sorts of other, you know, elements of that. So, so you'll be able to look at all of the companies and you'll be able to look at, you know, a list of startups and where they're located. You can look at co-working spaces. You can, you know, you look at other things. Um, potentially event venues. Um, it'd be nice to get meetups on there, but meetups sometimes change venues. So they're not necessarily easily, easy to map geographically. Um, but yeah, we're basically going to build it out and anybody who wants to help us do that or wants to add some information to it, let us know because we now finally have a, a good mechanism by which we can keep a canonical, um, record of the core data that automatically populates to the map when we need it to. Sounds great. It looks quite cool as well. It's all 3D. Oh, also something to point out actually on that front. Um, So underneath it is um, OpenStreetMap data. So all of the map data is from OpenStreetMap project, um, including the 3D building data. So um, if if you see a building that isn't there or isn't in enough detail, if you um, create a new 3D model and submit it to OpenStreetMap, which you know you can do through their portal, it will populate the map on our website as well. It takes about 48 hours to pull through, I think. But basically, if people are into um, you know creating 3D models of buildings using SketchUp or whatever, uh, you can do that and improve the map that way too. Awesome. Events time. There are a number of events happening in March, and I'm about to talk to you about them very quickly. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed. Didn't go very well last time. Okay, let's start next Tuesday. So this will be the 10th, so probably not next Tuesday. It'll be this Tuesday or a Tuesday in the past. <laughs> 10th of March, we have Sheffield Raspberry Jam. We also have Marjolo Hosts, Scrum Networking, Digital Transformation and Change Management. That's all one event. On the 11th, it is Code Up Sheffield. On the 13th, Sheffield Hackspace. And then the following week on the 17th, we have Sheffield Women in Tech and Open Improv Workshops. What are those? They sound interesting. What's an Open Improv Workshops? That sounds very whose line is it anyway to me. That's exactly what those are. Okay. Um, How are they digital? For the younger people in the room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know if there is an equivalent. I don't know how they're digital, but... They sound like great fun. Yep. Well, they're on the list. Very good for impromptu pitching or yeah. podcasting. <laughs> Actually, I, I mean, I'm going to name drop South by Southwest now, but that they were doing improv workshops at South by Southwest when we were there and they were bloody good fun. Yes. And they were really well attended as well. So it's all, all about hopefully it's like that. Unleashing your creativity <laughs> in that. Great. On the 18th, it's the, um, is that sub 250? Oh, yeah, Sub 250 Breakfast Briefing, Making Your Business HR and Recruitment Ready. 
also on the 18th, the digital meat manufacturing, immersive technology for manufacturing. Can I just interject? Yes. So sub 250. Yeah. So two, uh, presumably, uh, presumably 250 is the SME limit. Yes. That's number means, of employees. Right? Yeah. So, so uh, you know, you're not a small or medium sized enterprise and, you know, and or you're not a large enterprise that you have more than 250 employees. Yeah. Um, which to most tech companies sounds like a very large enterprise. Yeah. It's just so, you know, you're an SME basically until you have 250 employees. Yeah, which is why 90% of all yeah. businesses in the country are SMEs. Uh, also on the 18th, Sheffield Ruby User Group, pattern matching in Ruby. On the 19th, Business Analytics Forum, hashtag BAF4. Also on the 19th, the Sheffield Digital Showcase, number six. We've heard all about that. All right. <laughs> uh, also Sheffield DM that's short for digital marketing uh, it's the digital marketing meetup number 8 Sheffield PHP also on the 19th and on the 20th it is Sheffield Hackspace again which is every Friday as is Geek Brecky. I'm just going to do the rest now we're going to finish March so on the 24th Startup Rail on the 25th Co-working Day Sheffield City Centre what's that? just the entire city centre is holding a co-working day was <laughs> no idea is it alright well that's on the if you want to know anything about and want to know anything about any of these events, just go, go to, to the city centre. Go to the city centre and co-work. I like to, I, in my head, everyone's sat in, in, in Fargate and little school desks just working together. I kind of like that idea, <laughs> yeah, although not too. if it's raining. No. On the 26th, uh, Sheffield Improv Jam. And my God, we've gone, from a, we've gone from a workshop to a jam in the space of about 10 days there. Is that the same people? You've got no idea, have you? No, no. idea. We, we've got improv, improv crazy. I like it. <laughs> Oh, no, I, I wonder. I wonder if it's. I mean, I know there is an in, improv scene in Sheffield. Yeah. I wonder if they've started using Open Tech Calendar, and that's how. I it's think going. that's probably it. it looks that way. Yeah. Cool though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the twenty seventh, maybe not completely relevant to tech. No, doesn't matter. We're going to jam it up. <laughs> on the as they say on the twenty seventh, uh, Inox Breakfast Network event. Have I said that right? Or is it Inox? Uh, oh gosh, I think it's Inox. Or is it's, it Inox? It's, it's the. The place up at the University of Sheffield, isn't it? Okay, we'll go with Inox. Hmm. Uh, and as it's a Friday, there is also Geek Brecky and Sheffield Hackspace. And that was the events. Nice one. New members. It's been a bumper, bumper few weeks for new members. Um, so individuals, these are new individual members of Sheffield Digital. We have Gemma Ives, Tim Baum-Dixon, Hannah Hassock, Sarah Fisher, and uh, Angel Takuri. Mm-hmm. Huge thank you to them for signing up and uh, lots of companies too. So we have Twinkle, Deeper Than Blue and uh, TES Global, TES Global. Times an educational supplement. It's yeah. a big ed tech company. Global. Global, yes. <laughs> uh, so thank you to those uh, those companies for supporting Sheffield Digital 2. And that's it. Anything else to add? No. Great. If you want to subscribe to the show, then you can do that in Apple Podcasts or whichever you, whichever app you prefer to use. You can also tell people about it, spread the word. You can leave a review if you want, leave a rating, only five stars, not interested in anything else. <laughs> you can listen to these episodes on the Sheffield Digital website too, and you can also get more information about the podcast. We should probably update this podcast page. I don't think we've touched it since we published it three years ago, so I'll, I'll check what's actually <laughs> on it to uh, self, in yeah. a second. That's uh, sheffield.digital slash podcast. And that's it. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye.